friends, and welcome to Break Free Stories. I'm Shannon Gleason, and congratulations for tuning in today. I created Break Free Stories because over the last many years, I've heard and witnessed stories of breakthrough, grit, and overcoming over and over again from people I greatly admire. I realized I wanted to collect all of these stories and keep them in one space to inspire more freedom for others in my life, coaching circles, and the audience here, which means you. My own story is full of breakthroughs. I'm a single mother of four great teens, two boys, two girls. One amazing son of mine experiences disability. I'm a survivor, a trauma survivor. I'm a contender breaking off a lifelong battle with a number of things, but namely anxiety and addiction to food. I'm a business leader. I launched my own business eight years ago and it's changed my life forever. All these breakthroughs partnered with my faith have introduced me to others with incredible parallel stories, including the Break Free Tribe, where our community lives out daily courage, we envision our best lives, and where we share stories of freedom and health. I am so honored today to introduce you to my friend, Becky. I recently met Becky at an event that we attended together in Forging Our Faith, and Becky has an incredible story of faith and breakthrough. And um, Becky, tell us a little bit more about yourself this morning. Of course. Well, thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be connected and be with you this today. So uh, I am also a single mom. Shannon and I, when we got first talking, we're like, wow, same for me. Same for me. Oh, me too. <laughs> so it was just like right away. Yes, yes, a natural connection. So um, I have um, two kids. I'm widowed. I was wor- widowed about four years ago to my high- from a high school sweetheart who passed mm-hmm. from um, stage four cancer. And so um, we had worked in a health and wellness um, space as well and teamed up together and had a lot of success and got to spend a lot of time together, which I'm so thankful for the time freedom and financial freedom that that opportunity brought us. And um, after I lost Aaron, I was sort of went through, have been going through, will continue to go through a journey. Um, and, you know, one of the things that uh, went to Aaron he was a really big picture thinker. And one day he went away for some quiet time and he came back and he looked totally different. I was like, whoa, what happened to you? <laughs> what, what was that quiet time all about? And he said, you know, I've really been struggling with my health and not being able to go after my goals like I typically do. And so I was talking to God about it and praying and God kind of gave me the catchphrase, uh, win the day. So just surrender everything you are, everything you have, wake up that day, kind of assess how you feel the parameters of your day. And then within that, just give everything you can. And then when you go to bed, if you're blessed to wake up the next day, kind of get up and win the day again. And so that really became our family's marching orders to what we just really surrendered our own plans, our own agendas to just like walk in what God had for us for that day. And so um, that is part of the great legacy that Darren left me and the kids. And so that's something that I continue to speak out on. Um, specifically, um, I had such an empowering story of transformation going from like walking out my healing journey, like the before me and the after me, after trauma, and just reconciling that. And how do you not feel guilty? How do you feel proud? How do you really accept and learn who this new person was kind of forged through this process? And so through that, um, I do some speaking and some co- um, some speaking and a podcast and some writing as well. And so it's an ever evolving journey, as you know. Oh, I just love when guests like you come on and their life story becomes our best way to learn and 
the, the story that you're sharing of your trauma and the healing that you went through is going to bless so many people. So thank you for having the courage. Yes. To not course. only to embrace it for yourself, but then to turn around and then share other share it with others. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What a legacy. What a legacy. So besides carrying on the legacy of Win the Day, which is just incredible and I love it. And I just recently saw that you had hats made and and it's just becoming this like movement, which is empowering at, at a time such as this, right? You also have a podcast, you're a makeup artist, you're a speaker. which I'm so glad you're here for that today too. Um, You're a mom of two um, and you have such an incredible testimony. Today I have some questions that I'm going to have you um, uh, invite you to share some answers to them with us today. And I just know and trust that there's even going to be, there's going to be breakthrough for our listeners today in just hearing more in depth answers to some of these questions because you just have such an incredible journey to share. Mm Mm-hmm. Of course. So you ready? Yes, of course. Let's do this. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Oh my gosh, this is great. Okay, so um, Becky, what is a habit that you had when you were younger, when you look back, that you were able to break? Mm. Well, I grew up in a family. um, I had of five of us, so my mom and my dad, and then I had two younger brothers. So being the only daughter and the oldest, I certainly felt a lot of um, responsibility that manifested in perfectionism. (laughs) Um, And that has been something, honestly, that I've really have to continually walk out. It's just sort of my, when I'm coasting, um, that is sort of where I fall and, you know, comes in with tightly gripped expectations, kind of white knuckling outcomes, trying to, you know, perform my own miracles and storylines and really kind of also being self-protected. I can kind of look back from when I was a kid and even, you know, now as an adult, how that perfectionism really kind of held a wall up because I didn't want people to perceive me as weak or, you know, which unfortunately I saw as showing emotion. And so that is something that I have to continually be really mindful of. And just even in the last year of really walked that out in a way that's been really freeing. Wow. Continually working on that is is something that I think a lot of us can relate to. <laughs> I'm also a firstborn. Well, and one more thing we have in common. There we go. Add it I'm to like the list. Notes. I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So what is something that you've been freed from it more currently, more recently? And what was that like? Yeah. Uh, so I would say it, it's kind of been a continuation. It's been mm-hmm. so interesting to sort of look back. So about a year ago, actually, I was sitting in my therapist's office and I was just a, a mess. I was a broken, hot mess. And I was just really, really, really sad. And I couldn't quite pinpoint it, but I was really burnt out. Um, I had been going and going, as you know, life as a single mom, Um you can fall out of a place of rest and into a place of performance really easily of thinking, if Mm -hmm. I don't do X, Y, and Z today, I'm going to have to do twice as much tomorrow, three times as much the next day, and so on. So I sort of just had reached burnout. And when I was in her office, I just remember being like, I don't know. I, I God feels quiet. My life feels really stagnant. I am just really frustrated and I am lacking so much clarity. I just, I don't understand what's going on. And honestly, I saw this meme a couple of weeks ago that a girlfriend and I were laughing about, about how um, <laughs> I try to go in and win therapy. 
<laughs> I'm just like, I'm going to, I'm going to totally impress my therapist. I'm going to have all the right answers. Totally. She's going to just think I'm great. I don't even need her. And she's a wonderful believer and she's really helped break a lot of that down. But oh, honestly, <laughs> that was the first appointment that I went in and, and I just didn't feel like winning because I didn't know how to anymore. And I've been seeing her for, I don't know, two years probably. And um, I just sort of fell apart. And I remember towards the end of our session, I just, I mean, I just put it all out there. And I remember towards the end of our session, she looked at me and she smiled and she's like, I'm so excited for you. And I wanted to punch her in the face. (laughs) I was like, do you see how puffy my eyes are? I've just like snotted all over your office. How can you be excited for me? And she's like, I have been in this profession for a long time. And when people get to the place that you're at right now, the breakdown, the breakthrough comes next. And I was like, huh, I never thought about it that way because honestly, a breakthrough felt so far away from where I was. And so I walked out of that appointment and I don't know, do you pick a word for a year, Shannon, to kind of like, does God kind of lay something on your heart? Yeah. In fact, this year I kind of resisted it and then boom, one came in and I just actually recently went live about it Uh, because I was like, wow, what about you? Yes, I do. I've I've done it for years and I love it. I love how like Holy Spirit just brings up a word and and you think it's going to mean one thing and doesn't it always just twist into something totally Totally. different? Okay. So um, last year, the word that I was given was vulnerability, which like Mm. made me just want to puke. Right. <laughs> I just was like, you mean people are going to see like the inside? Like, what if they think I'm crazy or weird or weak? Or what if they don't like who I really am? And I just was sort of at the point, though, through that breakdown that like I couldn't pretend anymore. Like I just I couldn't manufacture anything. And so I just started to be really honest. I started to be honest about how I was feeling like in little ways, like um, crying in front of my kids. OK, like I just like. I wasn't when I would feel emotion come on, I wouldn't think to myself, oh, my kids can't see. I need to go hide in my room. I just would do it. And then all of a sudden I would just be there. And then and then so my kids like what they never see that mom has emotions. So that was one of the things that I felt like God was just like, hey, you don't need to go in another room. It's okay to let your kids see your emotion. Mm-hmm. Um and even just, it's kind of silly, but even just like showing up on social media in a more authentic way, it's so tempting mm-hmm. to just be like, hey, everything's perfect and this is how great my life is. And and just being like, hey, you know what? Today's going kind of hard, you know, or yeah. this is what I'm struggling with or whatever, right? There was just all of these ways that I started to be vulnerable. And actually, I, I'd been, I'd gotten really angry with God up until that point because I had felt so stagnant and burnt out and I was just really waiting for him to move. And so I remember talking to a girlfriend. This was uh, this was right around that same time I was in the therapist office. It was about a month after and I was talking about how mad I was. And she said, well, hey, you know, it's okay to be mad at God, but maybe like talk to him about it. <laughs> like, oh, okay. So I was... Um, on a trip to Florida a couple of weeks after her and I had that conversation and I was walking the beach and I was like, all right, God, you're, you're going to get it. <laughs> like, I'm going to let it rip. Like I just, I just let all of my emotion I'd been holding on to um, the last couple of years. I just let it all out. And um, after I was done, God so gently said to me, like so sweetly was like, y'all done? Like, is there anything else? And I was like, no, that, that's it. And he's like, Hey, I can't move in your life until you put me back in the center. 
Mm. And I say, okay, but if I'm being vulnerable, because it's something that you asked me to do, I actually like, authentically do not want to do that right now. Like I grew up a believer. I have, I have since I was a kid, it was God's always been a part of my life. And I just was like, authentically, like I do not want to pursue you. I just being honest because I'm just frustrated. And so then he said, um, let me like, just give me the time and I will mm. woo you. Like mm. turn off the radio when you're driving for like a song. When you go for a walk, don't put mm. on a podcast. Um, when you are drinking your coffee instead of scrolling through your phone, just give me the five minutes. Like I don't need a lot of time, but just give me the bits of time and I will woo you. And he did. And it was just this really slow and beautiful process um, of just growing into this like intimate place with God and just feeling like I was just in this secret place with him. And so through that just was this beautiful thing. And, 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 you know, even when you and I had met recently at that um, event in Portland, one of the things that was spoke to me there was talking about how um, kind of like the last little bit of vulnerability I had to let go. I didn't realize um, that I had self-protected from vulnerability Mm. so much. I had actually self-protected from God. Mm, and wow. I I was not bringing him my authenticness, my realness. And so this journey, like from that moment on the beach through through this entire year has been like to get to the other side. It's like, I need to be real about where I'm at, how it feels. And God can take it. Like he can handle it. And I just have to give it over to him and trust that he knows better. So once I surrender and lay it all down, he will take it to a place that I could never even have imagined. Wow, Becky, I'm just thinking of all the people listening right now, hearing your story and the message of just permission in the goodness of the breaking point. I mean, this is break-free stories, so it kind of fits in really perfectly. But that breaking point is where the healing begins and the transformation begins, and we can step into what's next for us, um, especially coming also from a, a a place of trauma, um, just recognizing that and breakthrough begins with that break, that break. And oh my gosh, that, that realization and going to therapy that you had even been performing for your therapist. Oh yeah. I'd become then- like a master Jedi <laughs> at, at faking it. Like just that everything was fine and I was totally good. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, wow. I had to relearn how to be honest with that. Yeah. And the performer in you is like, okay, I'll get to therapy and we'll cross that off the list and then I'll be healed. And then, but no, we have to sit in it. We have yeah. to go through it. And um, sitting with it, I want to go back to that for a second because you mm-hmm. talked about I mean, so many examples of you hearing the word of God mm-hmm. and being coached by him. And, and, and um, he's such a gentleman, by the way, right? He's like, hey, absolutely. Hey. What would you say to someone who's listening right now who doesn't have a personal, strong personal relationship with God? Like, how did you, how did you access that? Mm-hmm. Great question. So it was really cool about this this year transformation. What I felt like, which we'll speak to your question, is that I mean, I'd been a believer. I'd, I'd known God since I was like five. Okay. But what had happened is basically my relationship with God, I had not allowed it to evolve as I did. Okay. And so as I grew up, my relationship with God stayed in this like six year old mindset. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
So mm-hmm. it was it was this new kind of fresh landing space that really allowed me to kind of reconnect in a more authentic and true way. And so what I would say to that, the same thing that God said to me is like, give him the time. He's not asking for a lot. Like God can do more in five minutes than I could ever do in five years, 50 years, right? And so you don't, I mean, I was not excited about pursuing God. I was at a place where I was just so dead and tired that I did not want that. And God understood that. And he knew what my capacity was and he was going to meet me there. But my obedience, because that comes first, right, was through five minutes at a time to give that to him and just, you know, see what he does with it. So good. And the word obedience is that surrender. And like, it, it's such a gentle invitation. Just give me, instead of turning on some music, just hear me. And then you silence your mind and you go for a walk with him and ask him and he'll respond mm-hmm. every time. And the first time. thought principle, right? It's, it's, yes. so, I think it's so easy for us to think like, was that just me? Was I, yeah, was I yeah. thinking that? And and sometimes maybe, but most oftentimes not, like to just kind of like go with it and get curious about that thought and um, kind of take it another another level deeper. So good. And this is something that we both heard recently. Why is it that we're so quick to listen and believe the lies, but when we get a word from God, we question it so much? Seriously. It's like just trust it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just nuts, nuts, nuts. So I love that. Um, win the day. What does winning the day look like for you? Uh, This side of perfection, it sounds like it's putting God in the center. It is. I feel like, you know, so so last year my word was vulnerability. And Mm -hmm. then um, it kind of set me up to for the new word that God wanted to give me, which was new, which is new. That's what I'm walking out this year. And I feel like I could only get to that place, to this new place, through the vulnerability, which led to surrender. And a total emptying. And I think um, there's this story. I love to tell it. It's one of my favorites. Um, But it's about this little girl who had a pearl necklace. It was a fake pearl necklace. And she loved it. It was like her most prized possession. And her dad asked her for it one day, just like very sweetly. And she was just like mad. Like, why why would you take this from me? You know, no, I'm not giving this to you. And a couple days later, he asked again and she got mad and said no. And, you know, a couple more times he asked and she said no. And then finally, one day he asked again and she agreed. She said, fine, I'll give this to you. Like, gosh, you know. And so then from behind his back, he pulled out this little blue velvet box and it was a real strand of pearls. And so I've always heard that story thinking about like, gosh, I don't ever want to be like white knuckling life and I'm gripping the wrong thing, like the fake thing. And so it's always been a reminder for me to just kind of like let go and release it. But the second part that I thought of as I was kind of coming to this tipping point between vulnerability and surrender and the new thing is that I had to empty myself of all of the old because I only have so much capacity, right? Like there's, as a person, we can only, we we have a, a, a limit because we're human. Good work. <laughs> and so I had to empty myself fully out of that so that I could receive the full new thing, not halfway, not partially. Because think about it. If that little girl would have, if the dad would have been like, gosh, she loves that necklace. I feel so bad taking it away from her, but I'll just give her this real one and then she can keep the old one. Well, she no. would have put the new one right on with the old one and it would have devalued the real yes. thing. So that's so what's so important about surrender. Yeah. And that's really like every day I'm waking up now and like when the day to me is like, yes, like have I fully surrendered? Have I let go of all of my own storylines and expectations to sort of step into the fullness of what God has for me? 
Love the example of the pearl necklace. Empty the old to receive the whole new thing. So powerful. So good. And as your friend, I'm just knowing I see you living that out. And I love your new word, new. <laughs> it's so good. So great. I love everything you're saying so much. I'm so inspired by you mm. and, and the self-reflection and the way you've leaned in and heard the voice of God and um, been obedient to what he has invited you to do to partner with him in your best life. You're stepping into it. It's new. It's it's revival. You're revived. And how old are you, if you don't mind sharing? Yeah, 36. 36. Wow. To have the self-awareness and the growth that you've had at, at 36, um, it's just incredible. And um, I do want to say that I'm sorry for the pain that you had to go through with um, with being a young widow. Um, and I also want to say how I just admire so much the legacy that continues in Darren's, um, in Darren's win the day. I love that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's such a great memory, uh, that you are bringing to other people. Who is one person who has helped you in your journey? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've got two, um, two great girlfriends, um, one actually is a widow as well. She was widowed a few years before I was a young mom, um, also an entrepreneur. And just, I really appreciate, I mean, because, you know, unfortunately, when you go through difficult things, or fortunately, you know, you're connected with a lot of people. And not everybody has the same type of outlook or perspective on things as you do, you know, and I'm generally pretty like optimistic person. And so I really, especially during that time, wanted to surround myself with like-minded people. And so, um, my friend Megan, she's somebody who who saw life very much the same way. And she was able to so specifically, I would come to her and be like, gosh, I'm really struggling with this. And she would be like, oh, it's because of X, Y, Z, because she's like walked the story and she right. could point and connect things that were so helpful. And then um, my girlfriend, Tasha, um, she is great, super strong believer. And, um, you know, being single comes with a lot of lonely nights. And they can sometimes feel really loud, even though they're really yeah. quiet. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you need to sit in them and just process and and be with God. And other times you need to not be in isolation and reach out to people. And so she was like my go-to girl. Like, I mean, I would call that girl and she never knew if I was going to be crying or yelling or happy or sad or laughing or like, listen to this awkward thing that just happened to me. But she's just always been like a cheerleader, like through it all, like speaking to what she could see in me when I couldn't. So great. And I love how, how you've had t- these two examples are both women that God has placed in your life that also point you back to your relationship with him um, as you're continuing to grow that. It's so important when you're going through hard times to surround yourself with healthy people that are yeah. going to point you in healthy direction. As I'm thinking of our audience here today that might be going through hard things. Um, I know when I first was going through the initial stages of shock and trauma, I just doubted my discernment and he brought safe people. I, I was just so grateful for his provision in that because I didn't even know. I didn't even tell anyone. I, I just, you know, we go back to that place. We're like, wow, look at that. Um, I love these examples. 
Um, I think that Lisa Bevere has a book out now called Godmothers and just the the, the people, the friendships that, that God puts in our path that are a season ahead of us or a chapter ahead of us that we can learn so much from. And then they can meet us right where we are so well, like your friend that you're talking of that, that you know. Mm-hmm. So good. Well, I have some some fun questions for us now, some flash questions, I like Love to it. call them. I'm going to ask you these, and then just the first thing that comes to mind, uh, share with us. So what is your favorite treat for yourself, Becky? Oh, Ben and Jerry's Tonight Dough Ice Cream. Okay. What's it? What kind? Ben and Jerry's, is- and it's called Tonight Dough. Tonight dough. I haven't yes. heard of that. One. Oh, it's so good. I would eat I it by the pint. Dough. <laughs> it's dangerous. Yes. Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I won't write that down. I will write that down. Sugar is my is my vice oh, here. Me too, um, girl. What? Yeah. What is? But once in a while, you know. Um, what is a song that helps you feel free? Uh, there is um, two songs. Um, coincidentally, right now that both have new in the title. So, new wine. By Hillsong, I just love. Just talks about that crushing process and going from the old to new, and then um, doing a new thing. Which I think that's a Hillsong song too, as well. But just a reminder of like, even when it doesn't feel like it, because you know the self growth process can be a grind. You know, mm-hmm. like when God's refining mm-hmm. you, like it is not always a fun process. And so, just to be reminded of like, new is coming is yeah is so needed. Hope there's there's so much hope there. Gosh, you are a firstborn through and through. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. So if you had a hundred dollar gift card to anywhere, where would it be? Oh, probably Lululemon. Good answer. You could probably get like a sock. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Here you go. One sock. <laughs> One sock. <laughs> what is the place that makes you feel the most at peace? Mm, the ocean, the beach. Mm, good answer. So good. That water. So mm-hmm. good. What are you looking forward to most this next season? Gosh. Um, well, I recently, you know, um, have started speaking. I've, I've spoke a lot over the past years. And so that's just something that God's kind of brought to my attention. It's like when something happens to you enough, you're like, okay, I'm paying attention. And so I'm really excited to step out into this role um, as a speaker and just kind of talk about exactly what we are now, like the transformation and um from the old to the new and just how do you process that and go through it and just that it's not going to always feel like this. So good. How can um, friends here who want to continue to follow you and um, your year of new, how, what, what's the best ways for them to be um, part of what all that you offer with your podcast yeah. So a couple different ways. So um, winthedaypro.com is where they can go and check out. I've got like apparel and my blog and different things like that and links to the podcast. So the podcast is called Win the Day. Um, and then also on social media, uh, like Instagram at Becky underscore Allen. So great. I can't wait to go check it out. I need to get a hat. Becky, thank you so much for joining Break Free Stories today. I am so inspired by you. I'm so glad that God brought you into my path and that we're friends and we're on this journey together. Are you all inspired by Becky's story today like I am? Are you ready for your breakthrough? Are you ready to win the day? Click the link in the show notes or book a time for us to talk about your breakthrough story on my calendar. The link can be found in my bio on Instagram and Facebook. Remember, friends, break free is possible. It's your turn. For more information, visit www.breakfreestories.com.
Thanks again, Becky. Break Free Stories is created by Shannon Gleason, produced by Katie Casada, and edited by Ray Kruna. Production assistance by Erin Baldy. For more information, visit www.breakfreestories.com.